Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to Radio 5G, a pre-recording to air on May 24, 2023. In the first hour and 15 minutes is an interview with Health Ranger Mike Adams and Dr. Tao Braun. The title of the video is The Spike Protein Functions as a Neurological Tranquilizer, Numbing the Brain to Reality. But there is a whole lot more subjects discussed. Mark Joseph will join me, Nancy Hopkins, to discuss some of those subjects. Thank you for listening. Welcome to today's interview on Brighton.com. My guest today is Tao Braun. He's a returning guest and he is a science-minded individual and I think curious about the universe and has an extraordinary amount of knowledge about what's going on. In fact, uh, Tao, welcome to the show, by the way, or Dr. Braun, maybe I should uh, introduce is, you that way. Tao is great and I was hoping, I, I don't know if it was me or maybe it was wishful thinking or someone else that you recently referred to as a high IQ individual. I, I, I would like to be referred to as a high IQ individual. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would put you in the category of a high it IQ great. individual. It was great. I once did a presentation for Mensa uh, and um, it was really interesting because um, – being, you know, sort of getting an opportunity to present to people whose IQs have been registered and they're in the genius level. And then when you get an opportunity to impress those people, then I think it's fairly certain that you can um, you can feel like you're at least in a high IQ category. I know, <laughs> I, I know that an interesting part about a lot of people, um, and I would put you into into this category too, we really are needed at the moment. Um, and it's not about uh, necessarily um, – um, intelligence as it's measured by standardized testing the world is desperately needed for thinkers that are able to see the gestalt the whole you know the whole picture 100 percent. that's what we're doing here that's all we're doing we're connecting dots in fact people who have assessed my style of thinking and and you know cognitive patterns have described it as uh, whole brain whole brain thinking holistic thinking right brain left brain i mean and and we are necessary, like you said, to see the big picture and connect the dots, because in society today, it's very easy to get stuck in one little corner of data or just just look at economics only or just look at culture only or just look at, you know, tech or finance or whatever. Big picture time is where it all becomes clear and big picture, in my view, and, you know, I'll ask for your comments on on this. But big picture is we are living through a deliberate planned extermination of the human race. Do you agree or disagree with that? 
I absolutely agree. I don't think that the intention is to eliminate everybody. I think that the intention is to eliminate most people. Agreed. And, yes. And basically create Earth as a form of almost like, um, you know, back in the day when Club Med was the thing, right? I don't know what even it is today, you know, whether it's Ibiza or anything else. So clearly I'm not on the party circuit or even have time or um, the resources for vacations during a genocide. But whatever it is right now, sort of the Club Med version of the world where <clears> – <throat> Less, less than 1%, much less than 1% of the world uh, would be the goal of these folks to basically then enjoy the planet on their terms right. um, without, <laughs> with, without what, they, what they believe in terms of the rest of us just being you know, a waste uh, and a noise for them. And it really is just the same way they have exclusive clubs with everything else. They want an exclusive club called Earth. Elon Musk, though, I think has understood that those that there's a short lifespan on those kind of clubs, which is why I think he's infatuated with leaving the planet as a backup plan, or is at least you know a, a feeling that hey, this won't work out pretty well because you're going to kill off all the animals and make this place unlivable. And then that's why I think he's pretty obsessed with space because it's it's like you know what if this. If this room isn't working out, where, you know, where, where do I move to? What's the next room? What's the next well, door? Open but it's, you know, space is harsh, man. Vacuum. Um, <laughs> you know, all the water sublimates into uh, vapor crystals. In, in outer, I mean, you want to talk about a, a tough time. I don't know why these people think I want to go to Mars and grow food on Mars. Really? You probably can't even grow food in your backyard. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I love the topics you bring up because I've actually tried to be a farmer. And I am a horrible farmer. Um, I, I, I can, I can, I loved, I, you know, I did a, a, a pretty cool thing in that when I was working in my doctorate, I realized that if I had to spend the next you know, three or four years of my life in a library somewhere, I, it was going to be hell. So what I decided to do is I bought a motorcycle. I bought a Russian made bike called the Ural with a sidecar. And I left um, on that and I saw 32 states of this beautiful nation and I worked on small farms. I, 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 did, I did organic farming and small farming all over the country. I got to see big cities, small cities. I drove through the Rust Belt all the way through. I went west as the as the classic say go 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 west young man and i went i went west and then i came back and everything in between and i gotta say that what i love about being on 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 uh, on small farms is there is a role for everybody so like for me i don't have the patience to sit and watch spinach come out of the ground slowly 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 but i'm the guy that if you need stuff demolished if you if you want if you if, if there's if there's manual labor i love it someone gave me a chainsaw and said go to work on on the property you know i'm i'm that kind of guy i'm also a fix-it kind of guy but everybody as you know um on a when you when you build a system like that and when it's small enough where you don't need massive um uh, sort of integrated systems that become inhumane there's a role for everybody everybody gets to enjoy what they're good at yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's true. But you bring up a lot of things there. And, and it kind of reminds me of the big question I wanted to ask you before we got a little bit distracted. But I want to get your big picture sit rep, basically, sort of. So where are we in history right now? What's actually happening around us? And you know, let's try to clear out some of the propaganda cobwebs of the mainstream media and just say, like, what's real now? What would your take be on that? Well, I'm going to start by saying what I sort of notice in terms of um, I've been 
thinking a lot, even as my work relates to mass killings, you know, a lot of that happens because of existential crisis, lack of meaning in people's lives. Um, I compare it to an existential starvation. I've looked at the physiology that actually drives mass killers, and it is a starvation. It's the same cycle. There's a dopamine cycle. There's a fixation. It's like a hunter that's out there that's starving to death that just can't get the animal. They, 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 can't, they can't get the sights on the animal or they keep scaring away their, uh, you know, their food. And so they go into this, um, they go into this cycle and it, it literally feels like a starvation for them. So I think the starvation that's going to hit us from a meaning point of view is we are now frantically trying to search, just like other uh, previous centuries, what is the truth? Because in the world of AI, in the world of fake media, in the world of mainstream media that, that is propaganda um, you know, for um, big corporations, um, I think the big struggle that most people are having now is trying to get a sense of reality and trying to know who and what to trust. And ultimately, that in itself can create the, most worst, uh, the worst forms um, of anxiety um, because you need to wake up and you need to feel certainty about something each day. So those that don't have, let's say, a good faith that they can rely on or something that they're doing that gives them meaning, there's no anchor point. So are, are you thinking then, Tao, that the fact that the media is lying to people all the time, the fact that the institutions are lying is actually causing kind of a, a shockwave of a lack of faith in the institutions, which is causing people to lose their anchor to reality. And that's leading in a way, into this crisis that sometimes leads to mass killings? I mean, am I wrong to link all those no, things together? You're absolutely right. And here's the vulnerability with it. They're not just lying. What they're doing, and, and people, people grasp for terms. Um, gaslighting is very interesting because you cannot be gaslit if you're aware that you're being gaslit. Right. So the, during this pandemic, people kept, you know, kept referring to, let's say, the uh, unvaccinated uh, uh, group as being gaslit. And they trying to no, that w- that won't. That, that's actually not the gaslit crowd. The gaslit crowd doesn't know that they're being lied to. Right. And then and then what happens to them, because it hasn't really even happened in a big way yet. They keep changing the story. Right. And so with the, it's 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 the it's the search for a truth. Um, and then as the person feels like they have some sense of, um, of understanding or certainty, they switch out uh, the, uh, for new facts or for a new story. And over time, that corrodes people's sense of certainty. And, and um, there are only certain things, like I mentioned, in terms of faith. Um, there's certain principles and ways of living and connections with human beings. If you don't have that, eventually what, what, what the exploit is, if you make somebody like that, then you can come in. And you can exploit them. That's it, it, this is a form of, of what what you, what terrorist groups do when they recruit someone, and they 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 take people that are searching for a tribe, searching for meaning, and they mess with them. I mean, these are also very involved in in the Harvard experiments of MK Ultra. Of um, they did this, for example. I think the most famous case of this was done to the Unabomber, where he the experiment that was done on the Unabomber was to debate with a highly intelligent person and keep switching the rules so that you can't win the debate. You you basically you're trying to negotiate with a psychopath. It's so frustrating. Sounds like you, trying to reach Facebook's customer service department. Actually, yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Or any or any human being on on uh, on the back of something. I recently had uh, 
you know, I've got, I've got, I've got two products out that I brought to market at this time, and so this is the first time I'm seeing how vulnerable we are, for example, to a digital currency, to cryptocurrencies, and to um, uh, a centralized exchange. Because I just got a deactivation notice from our payment processor because it's in the supplement category, and they're like, yep. "All right, well, you got 30 days, and then go find someone else." And so I was scrambling to get that done. But this time round, I didn't even try and reach their customer service because I know I'm just going to get a bot. I know that I'm not actually going to get some sort of manager or some person that I can talk to. And so what it also does, uh, this frustration, this unwinnable um, sort of uh, Hegelian dialect, um, what it does is it gets you to give up. You, it's, a, it's a form of, right. of learned helplessness, right? You're like, all right, I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to fight the system. Well, that's very wise on your part, I think, because the system has become insane. But I want to get back to something you said just a couple of minutes ago, which sort of reminded me that society seems to be run on narratives and, and people live out the narratives, the stories that they tell themselves and that they tell each other. And when those narratives seem true, in other words, when, when those narratives reflect the sensory reality that people experience from a first person point of view, then... I would call that, you know, stability or sanity. But when the narratives diverge from the experience, when you have a narrative like transgenderism, for example, that's a very powerful narrative being pushed, but it has nothing in common with the observable experiential reality that, that people actually see and live through. When those things diverge, then you have insanity. At least this is what I'm proposing in this definition. But isn't it true that the narratives that we have lived on in society, because all of us choose narratives at some point, or we, we embrace them, but so many of the more popular narratives are unraveling in a way that they have never unraveled before, such as banks failing or not learning that you can't trust the FDA, things like that. Okay, so uh, if, and I agree with you completely that this is a purposeful unraveling of all narratives, it's purposefully to get somebody to the point of chaos while big uh, change is being made. But if you think about it, um, what is going on and, and what's gone on, uh, uh, not even just the pandemic, even before it, you know, if you think about what was happening with violence across our nation um, and riots that were left to go out of control, complete cities burnt down, defund the police at the same time while crime is going up and, 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 and people need, um, you know, safety in their communities, all of the stuff that was going on, all of the, um, the wokeness. Um, that was uh, that has been going on for a lot longer than the pandemic is it starts corroding the sense of certainty. But here's the most probably the most out there uh, comment that I can make that um, at some point I hope to have the solid science um, that backs this up completely. But I believe that this bioweapon that we've been discussing, and I know I've been on the show and you've had some amazing guests to unpack this bioweapon, I've become more and more certain in my own mind that the fundamental reason for the vaccine was as a tranquilizer. Really? Right. So we've talked about all kinds of mechanisms. We've talked about the death toll that it can bring, the deep pop. It's all there, and all of that is completely valid. But there is a short-term goal of what this thing does. And what it does um, as, a, as a measurable output uh, of this vaccine is it downregulates monoamine um, uh, neurotransmitters. You're talking about norepinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine. So what happens if you downregulate norepinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine, and you'll eventually crash somebody into depression? But the stage before that would be 
what you're trying to do with somebody on a ward with Haldol. You, you're literally making somebody yeah, awake. Zombified. Exactly, a zombie. And, and you can, I mean, I think you and I could probably say that we've, we can see that happening to the world around us. So wait, wait, wait a second. When, when, when we ask questions, you and I, like, why aren't other people outraged at what's going on with their children being mutilated, for example? Part of the answer that you're proposing here is that, well, those people have been tranquilized in effect, by this injection that, that's altering their brain chemistry to kind of chill them out uh, while the craziest things happen all around them that would otherwise generate a lot more reaction. Right. And there's an intuitive process to this because when you downregulate those neurotransmitters, um, but you also have the impact, and I know you've been, um, you've had a great guests like Dr. Cottrell talking about different uh, pathologies that the spike protein brings in. One of the things that everyone's aware of is this thing is a very high risk of clotting. And so what causes an increase of clotting in the body as a chemical? It's adrenaline. It's the sympathetic nervous system. And so there, there's your kill switch in terms of you're convincing the body to become a zombie. And then if the person feels like they should fight back, if you want to muscle through this fight, you actually run the risk of having an aneurysm. This wow. is, it is, it is so, this, this, this spike protein, if I didn't hate it as much as, as I do, and if I didn't think it was as sinister, I mean, it's a very, very impressive compound. This is like a, um, you know, a, a, a compound that is taken, this isn't decades of work, this is hundreds of, of, of years of work that all come together with somebody really understanding how to make poison and how to combine certain poisons. So like a, trank, like a dart, like a Karari dart that brings down an animal. Well, if you could bring down the animal and, um, and, and also calm the animal down so that the meat doesn't get spoiled, and if you, if you convince that animal um, to go passively so that you don't have to chase it um, uh, um, around after you've, after you've shot it with an arrow, you know, th that's how venom works. And so yeah. if, you, if, you, if, you look at, if you look at what they've done over here is they've combined different toxins um, in a way that's a package deal that ultimately um, it, there's so many facets to it, but part of it is the effect of it that it has on human behavior. When I trace back some of this, you know, um, for the audience that, that doesn't know me, my stepping stone into this realm, into this um, sort of pandemic was that people were asking me my professional opinion of whether this was a bioweapon. And as much as I'd studied things like anthrax and Ebola and smallpox and the way that, you know, sort of natural biologicals could be um, weaponized, um, I'd, you know, uh, I have a, I had a good foundational knowledge of things like um, sarin and, and tarbon and, but not enough where I could, like, I could now get on a stage and talking about these chemicals. But there is so much research that came out of places like Fort Dietrich where they were just basically playing around with soldiers for decades, doing um, uh, drug therapies on them uh, uh, with these type of venoms and poisons to nudge behavior. I mean, there's, so there's, wait, wait, hold on. I mean, yeah. this is really bombshell. So you're talking about neurological biochemical or neurochemical changes that translate into behavioral changes. And let, let, let me let me have a follow up question for you. But let me give out your website, drtaubron.com. That's dr. T-A-U-B-R-A-U-N.com. This is the website. Hypothesis says here about COVID and envenomation. Uh, I just want to give people your site. But, and biochem engineering, yes, some excellent stuff. We can talk about that in a little bit. But Tao, what I want to ask you then is, if what you're saying is true, then 
you know, it's, it's, the, it's the perfect plan. So they, they engineer this poison. I mean, first they engineer SARS-CoV-2 to create the panic for people to line up to get the poison, which is the tranquilizer. They chill out, you know, 80% of the population. And then they, they collapse the money supply. They mutilate your children. They, you know, destroy your culture. They tear down the statues. Like any crazy thing they want to do. And you're just going to, I mean, the vast majority of the population just stand there with like a drool piece coming out of the side of their mouth, you know, like a, like a heavily medicated patient in a, in a mental center. I mean, like that, that's, that's essentially what you're talking about. You know, what's interesting, it should create the drool. But because they built it the way you just you gave me the, the perfect way to, to to talk about this molecule, it's actually a drying up agent. So it actually should be creating it should create copious amounts of mucus and other bodily secretions. And when it works and when it fits the body nicely, it actually will dry up the body. Um, it makes it actually takes the, the water in the body and it creates almost a heavy form uh, of deuterium. It, 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 there's like what? a. It, 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 the, the, the chemistry of this, I mean, I know people have looked at, let's say, the, cat the cationic properties with the lipid nanoparticles in the vaccine. Je even without the lipid nanoparticles, this thing for its size is so positively charged that it's like a giant magnet. And so you can think about all the profound changes on a nanoparticle level that that would bring a body that is so um, uh, sensitive to physiological changes. I mean, this thing, you, you can imagine now, of course it could switch off uh, taste and smell and, and depolarize um, iron-gated channels. Of course, uh -huh. it could leave, of course it could disseminate the, the bacteria in a body and just leave gram-negative um, uh, um, anti-bacterial uh, um, uh, resistant bacteria. I mean, that's what it does. That's, that's something, we, we, you and I, I, I haven't had time to go and do it, but we were so ahead when, when we first had our first interview together where I laid out things like part of this. Uh, I compared it to a sped up, um, like a form of progeria, a non-congenital a non form of, of um, rapid aging. That's what the spike protein can do. We talked about the amyloidic stuff. Um, even before you, get a, you got a chance to look at, at some of the, um, uh, you know, tissue, uh, the samples that you looked at, we, you and I unpacked a lot of this um, sort of the way we're doing it now. And one of the things is that this thing does is that um, because of what it is and because it's an alkaloid and because it's so positively charged, you're really just talking about fragments of metal. Um, you know, the more I understand this thing, um, the, 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 the more I understand that these the, the real power in this thing is it is the size, this, the, 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 the fact that it is so minute and the fact that it is so um, um, positively charged. And the fact that it's a coil, it becomes a, a nanoparticle solenoid. And when you run a current through it, when you run a current through a solenoid, it becomes a magnet. So when this, when this thing hits things where a current, when electricity will go through it, it can draw, it can draw particles to itself, which is why it can do clots, which is why it will cause um, cells to, to change, uh, uh, stem cells to change. It's why it can get into, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about... Um, well, wait, but yeah, go ahead. 5G then, because, right, we're talking about electric potential then penetrating the skin, even going through the blood. You know, 5G signals can go, I don't know, five or six inches deep into the body, uh, and, 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 you know, longer uh, wavelengths can penetrate, obviously, even more than that. But we're talking about electric potential then coursing through the blood. 
while you have what you were describing as essentially a solenoid type of structure, what if it's, I mean, you may have just nailed it. What if it's the combination of the spike protein plus 5G that causes the clotting? There we go. And, and I think that the 5G that we've experienced now, I think that the reason for 5G um, and the reason that it's staggered the way it is and that it's short-term frequency is it becomes a form of um, just like you, like you have to wait for a riot and then you have to bring in a mobile unit, uh, whether they're using sound or, they, or, or heat. Um, they have, they've now built substations in cities where if they're populous, if there was an uprising, they just switch it on. They just take it, they literally, I mean, the, the frequencies that have got it now, they know, they know are safe enough for us to survive, but they know that they can turn those frequencies on and just fry us. It would be the equivalent of putting somebody in a microwave. I mean, they, those, are, those are now population control substations that are built into cities wow. all over the place. They're military-grade frequency uh, transmitters. And so if you, if you bomb the body with it, the, the, the level of oxidative stress Right. I mean, for, for people that aren't maybe as biological as us, what we're talking about is a bomb, a biological bomb that explodes our, our batteries of our body, which are called mitochondria. And then when the mitochondria explode, it's like a pipe bomb or a, a pressure cooker bomb, because what is the mitochondria release that's so damaging to the body? Iron. Literally, you know, pieces shrapnel. It, 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 micro, mitochondria exploding is a nano-sized uh, cook, uh, pressure cooker bomb like they was used in Boston Marathon. It's exploding iron, and then you're putting iron into circuitry. And so free-floating iron is oxidative stress. It's, 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 it's reactive. Ox uh, it's, um, 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 it's ROS. Um, it's oxygenated species. And so um, this is where the, uh, you know, the grifting uh, my least favorite word, right? It, it's, it's my least favorite and favorite word because when people say like, oh, here it comes, here's the big cell. Guys like you and I that have been interested in supplements, which are no longer called supplements, they're now essentials. This is the survivability pack. This is how people need to survive. If this is happening, if somebody is living in a city where they're right next to a 5G tower, if they are not getting enough antioxidants in their body, they will have cancer regardless of whether it's from the spike protein or any other thing or pesticides or food that they're eating, that 5G will cause enough reactive oxygen species in their body that if they burn through the antioxidants like glutathione, anacardic, resveratrol, vitamin C, if they burn through those, even copper in itself is an antioxidant. If they burn through that, they're done. That yeah, is, um, uh, peroxynitrites is, is one, yeah. one of the species that's actually created in your blood upon exposure to 5G. And you're right. Uh, and you, the, the nutritional need to handle free radicals is now higher than it ever was in the history of, of human civilization because of all this electromagnetic interference. And if you fail to do that, if you fail to, to fight this these uh, circulating free radicals you're going to have rapid aging of everything you your brain you your organs your skin and I, I i see people by the way that maybe i haven't seen them in five or ten years and i look at them now i'm like oh my god they're just like they're 25 years older now and i'm like what happened i mean in my mind i don't say it to them to their face but <laughs> in my mind i'm like what happened the first biblical reference we have of that is um, it's very it's often mistranslated. When Moses comes back from receiving the Ten Commandments, they say he's grown horns. 
um, that the mistranslation of that is whiteness. Moses went white from the stress of trying to figure out how he's going to save these people from what was going on in Egypt, and then basically um, having to create the biological and chemical components. And um, and Moses was the first person, in my opinion, this is where I always get into my trouble too, because people that are very religious, um, I read comments often, and they go crazy with my reinterpretations um, <laughs> of the Bible. <laughs> they get very upset with me. Dangerous territory of, it's, there, it's not a, It's not a form of blasphemy. It's, it's, it's actually um, a wonderful explanation of miracles um, miracles are, are fascinating for me because miracles, when you're a child, miracles don't have a way that you can replicate the miracle. But as an adult, if you can replicate a miracle, if you can learn from it. So, for example, um, I, as a, and I, know, and I don't know how, you know, I, I never know what, what, what you know, the kind, sort of conversation um, that you, you want to steer this in. But I love being philosophical with you because I know that, that, that you're one of the people I can bounce ideas off and, and share my, my thoughts. Um, but I want to tell you that like you, probably like you, um, because I've watched a lot of your interviews and I like the way that you think, um, probably like you, there's certain things where something will go through your mind and will bother you until you can figure out, you know, sort of like, True. what are they trying to do, right? <laughs> whatever it is, and you'll get an aha moment. It might be in the car or the shower or whatever it is. And you'll suddenly something will click into place. So I had, when I was working on Copperine, I had an aha moment. Um, that, that was quite profound for me in a spiritual way. Um, we always talk about Moses parting the sea and that he used a staff and that the, 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 the oceans opened up um, and then they got to cross the ocean. But I, my, one night I'm thinking about this and I'm like, well, the, 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 the translation of it is not necessarily a staff, it's a rod. And then I was thinking, well, why, how do you part the ocean with a rod? And I was like, what if the rod was a cathode and an anode, and the parting of the ocean is desalinization. What if Moses figured out that the thing they needed the most to get through the ocean around it to buy time was potable water? Then they would have to be able to separate water that they can't drink, and they'd have to separate the salt out of it and make distilled water. And I was like, that makes sense in terms of a Bible story that says he stuck a rod... <laughs> into water, and he split the sea. Well, what did he split it into? H2O and salt. Well, but, okay, I mean, th that's fascinating, <laughs> that, but I thought they just, were fleeing the Roman army, and then the seas collapsed back on the Roman army and, well, and drowned those people. I, it's, it's actually the Egyptians, but the same I'm thing I'm sorry, the Egyptian army. The yeah. same thing would happen in terms of a translation. Um, I, I think that the idea of it is not necessarily that the ocean collapsed on it, but that it was in, that they couldn't do the same thing. Uh -huh. like, I, I think I think that that we're, you know there's no way of knowing. So that's the best part about theorizing like this. But the <laughs> use, the usefulness for for me is that 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 ultimately um, I think when you when you when you interpret stuff like this, it gives you a way of finding solutions, ancient solutions, ancient way of thinking. So a fascinating part for me. I'll just take another tangent into the Moses story, um, and I know that this this will give us me a segue into asking you questions about Brighton University. So. I think that, that a lot of people turn to you and I for solutions about this chaotic world and, and how do we fix this. So one of the things is education. And the other um, major aspect of it is that Moses um, was, was pretty smart in that um, he came down with a, simple, with a few rules or God, if, you know, if somebody's a religious person, um, yeah, a few rules, a few ethical standpoints of a value system 
And then over time, we built that and that becomes a democracy and that becomes a constitution and that becomes our great republic. But if we don't go back and we don't look at the principles and if we don't remind ourselves of the principles, then we get into a horrible mess because it becomes like trying to do, trying to understand tax laws when the book is this big. Right. What, is, what is the essence? What is the essence of, of the value system? And, and part of it is then education uh, should ultimately support a value system. And I think that part of what are you doing, and I really want to thank you for doing Brighton University, is that where we are getting beaten is that they are, they've perverted the education system to push out new values, uh-huh. right? And right. so there needs to be competition for that. I mean, that's, ultimately in a world where fewer people are going to take part in Sunday school, well, they've got to get their values from somewhere. They've got to get education that has meaning behind it rather than education for the sake of consumerism. Well, you're exactly right. And I think one of the key values that's being pushed out there now is blind obedience to false authority. So in the education system, that's, that's what they teach children is you must obey. You simply must obey because the authorities care for you and they're going to take care of you. And how dare you think for yourself? So if, you're, if you think for yourself, you're an outsider and then you're fringe and then you're not valued by the rest of society. That's, and, and that's a perversion of the value upon which America was founded, which is the individual liberty that is more important than the, the wishes of a mob. You know, it's, again, it's not a democracy, as you know, it's a constitutional republic. We have certain constitutional rights that belong to each individual, and no mob can overtake them. So, yeah, what we're trying to do with Brighton University, thanks, thanks for mentioning that, is just have educational programs that people can watch for free. Uh, I mean, registration is required, but then you can, you can watch it for free. You can learn some really fascinating things. And it's, it's streaming 24-7 at brightu.com. It's, it's spelled just like it sounds, but the letter U, brightu.com. And we've connected with a lot of filmmakers on this. We, we have a schedule that's going out, I think, six months on that. But what about you, Tao? Can, do you have something that we can uh, run on BrightU? I will absolutely be flooding you with ideas. And one of the things that I'd say, (laughs) uh, not only myself, but if there's other content makers, I think that when people have turned to me now and, 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 and said, well, how do you, how do you think you're going to get through this? And and what does the future look like for you? First of all, I've got a young child. uh, He's 19 months old and I've got another one on the way. That is a, that, that changes for any person who's a parent. We're in this fight. Um, at least I can say for myself, I'm in this fight for, for my children and for other people's children at this stage. I've had a good run. I'm 50 years old. I've had fun. I'd like another 50 years, whatever it is, it would be great. But ultimately, I have a responsibility of trying to create a better world for my children. Right. And so when it comes to content, I think that part of what I, I want to say is that um, not everybody is going to get the experience to go and um, – and, and, and go and, and spend years uh, at, uh, at a university somewhere and come out um, with, one, a way of thinking, because that's for me, that's what a doctorate was, it was teaching a way of thinking. Um, but what, small snippets of, of content um, where the end goal is, what did I learn and how do I apply that? I think, I think that um, you know, we're, we're looking for a world now where I think that a lot of people have been robbed with the experience, especially city folks, um, of not knowing how to do stuff. Oh, I, yeah. fort- I was fortunate that I had the, the dad that would call me over and, um, and he would want to make me, he'd want to show me how something works. 
And I'm the same now with my own, with my own uh, little son. Uh, recently, he threw something down the stairs. And I didn't just say to him, oh, too bad. You know, now you can't get it. I went and I got a coat hanger and I opened up the coat hanger in front of him and I attached a piece of string to it. And I was teaching him that if something falls somewhere, that you don't have to stand there screaming to try and get it back, that there's a way of fishing for it. You know, the, the, idea, the idea of learning to problem solve and the idea to, to sort of the you know, MacGyver stuff. I think, that, <laughs> yeah. I think that we're living through a time now of homesteading, of how to do stuff yourself, how to build your own remedies. Um, you know, for example, uh, something that, this is a good uh, reminder for me um, of utmost importance now. And I know Dr. Brian Artis has been talking about this as well. So the other, the other really, really dangerous problem with the spike protein, which is now ubiquitous, we just can't escape this thing. People's bodies are making it. Vaccines are going to carry on. Yeah, people are walking spike protein factories at this point. Right. So the other thing that they're producing and the other trigger, you don't need much of it. These are molecular switches. Um, the other trigger is it triggers um, a, a flourishing and overabundance of lectin in the body. And people are like, I've never heard of lectin. What is lectin? So lectin sits in, in our bodies on cell membranes. And really, the best way I can describe lectin is it's a, a, like a little mini communication center. It is a transmitter and a receiver of information of molecules that are floating by. Well, the problem is that when you have too much lectin, it's sort of like having a, um, a, a rookie in a, in a command center um, that's watching uh, you know, screens for security reasons, and they don't know, really know what they're looking for. So like a guy walks by and they're on the radio, guy walking by and you're like, so? And then you like look on the CCTV screen and you're like, well, that's Mike. He's walking into the studio. Why are you telling us this, right? It takes a while for a learning cycle to eventually spot things that are worth reporting. So when you have an overabundance of, of lectin, what happens is it's an overabundance of reporting and that can actually trigger the body to not report anything or it can overreact. And the best way to stop that in terms of um, a flourishing of lectin is with the substance pectin, which is, you know, when people are like, well, what's that? Underneath most skin uh, of fruit, you get like on an orange, you'll see it very clearly, the fibrous white stuff. Yeah, that's that's pectin. And so people can buy pectin as a supplement or they can make sure that they're not just throwing that away. I recently told somebody about pectin and they were like, you know, I basically scrub that stuff off. I love a perfect orange. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you're getting rid of all the good stuff. And so one yes. of the key things for people to do right now is to make sure that they're getting those kind of things. Once again, either as a supplement form or from good food. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I've actually, I've talked about this in the past about eating the inside lining of the orange peel, why that's good for you. Uh, or even juicing lemons, juicing the peel of lemons, or uh, pomegranates, for example. Everybody just wants the pomegranate yes. seeds, which, uh, yeah, they're juicy, delicious desserts. But uh, surrounding the seeds is the potent stuff that's anti-cancer, the, yes. the, the whitish, yellowish stuff that's very, very bitter. And it's those bitter... Uh, molecules that, that are actually doing the job for you. If you have prostate cancer, you want to eat the rest of the pomegranate, maybe not the outside right. peel of it, but you, you know, whole foods actually have the answers for us in so many ways, but you have to know what works. 
Right. And you have to know you have to know how important it is. And um, and also, I, I think people get hung up on on often because they try and especially if somebody's a newcomer to supplements, they try and compare it to medicines where they get hung up on dose. And they then, do. You know, they, they really they, do. It, it's like just take the daily dose and do it regularly. It's all about consistency with this stuff. And it's also about getting to know your own body and learning it. Your body's going to signal to you. You know, if somebody is um, is feeling um, uh, fatigue. Um, one of the first things that can often be uh, wrong is they need iron, right? And so they've, they're slightly anemic, so they've got a little bit of fatigue. That's the that's the time they can go back to their medicine ca- you know, medicine cabinet or their supplement cabinet and get out their iron supplement. You learn your body will often let you know. Now, an interesting thing about pectin and why I'm pushing it so much at the moment is that I'm extremely concerned about the uptick in strokes, in aneurysms, in ischemic attacks, in pieces and parts of the body where basically lectins um, are used. When, when, t- when somebody goes out and has a blood test and they're told they're A or B or you know, ABO, that, that they are using lectins because lectin um, causes something called agglutination. Lectin causes microclots. And wow. you've, covered, you've covered the big stuff on, on the, big, uh, thrombo- the big thrombotic events and the weird castings that, are, that this thing can grow in the body, which I'm still trying to work out. I think it's a combination of, um, of, of, um, of venom organo- organoid cells. But I also think that there's something on the spike protein um, that's used in the vaccine called SV40, simian uh, virus, which is in the right. poliovirus. And people call that a promoter. I don't like it. It sounds like a, like somebody who promotes like a, a new product or a club. The actual word for things like SV40 is they are called cell penetrating peptides. And probably the most famous cell penetrating peptide are some of the proteins that are in sperm that are basically able to get through cell membrane and then get their RNA or DNA to replicate inside um, another cell, and that's how um, the you know that's that's why SV40 is in there as mRNA technology to basically penetrate into a cell and then make more of itself. So your your term of spike protein factory is correct, um, but when it comes to these microclots that have the ability to switch off certain parts of our body or uh, parts of our brain, um, one of the ways that you can counteract that is um, by taking care um, of, of making sure that you, that, you have enough, um, that you have enough pectin in your body um, to deal with those, those lectins. Um, I think that that's going to be uh, a, a crucial part. And then I think there's other things in terms of like one of the, one of the horrible um, side effects of, of this pandemic is um, making people inactive. Um, either through quarantining, fear. Um, a, lot of, a lot of elderly haven't left their house for three years. That's a way to cause strokes. That's a way to cause heart attack. Yeah. Even getting up to go to the supermarket is enough to keep people alive. And when you take that away from them and they're getting a delivery instead, eventually their bodies will just shut off um, through, through inactivity. And then there's, there's people like myself who I'm not in, in, in good shape anymore simply because of the workload. You know, I, I think I think, you know, rather than talk about myself, which can often sound like, woe is me, get out the violin. I rather just want to turn it into um, a compliment and, and being grateful for people like you and everybody else. I mean, I think people are often very complimentary about people that they will think that have taken up the good fight or they'll call you a freedom warrior or they'll say, you know, Mike's a patriot. But, you know, we all know that true patriots come back with battle scars. We all know that somebody who goes to fight a war, whether it's on, on our domestic soil or foreign soil, it wears you down. 
right? And so lately what I've been doing is I want to make sure that the general public absolutely knows the sacrifice that people like you and others have made and the doctors that spoke out that lost their licenses. People don't know that this war is real in terms of it may not have munition, it may not have percussion, but it's got injury and it's taking its toll on people. And I think that... Yeah, go ahead. You're exactly right. And, and, you know, my secret weapon has always been nutrition. So because of the superfoods, you know, that, that we manufacture and sell and I take myself and, you know, I, I always have my smoothie here every day. And uh, if it wasn't for these things, there's no way I could keep doing what I'm doing. If I were living on junk food, forget it. And I think that's true for a lot of people in this space. You know, you, you look at a lot of the, the freedom warriors, so to speak, the truth tellers, and they understand you know, so-called supplements, the, the need for supplements, the need for superfood. But, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm taking astaxanthin. I'm taking natokinase. I'm, I, you know, of course, the common stuff like vitamin C's and D, but vitamin E, you know, your cell membranes have to fight against free radicals. You need fat-soluble antioxidants, which is vitamin E with yes. uh, tocopherols. And, you know, it, it, it sounds like such a simple thing, but if you overlook it, you can be in real trouble, especially if you then go out and eat, let's say, a lot of fried foods at a restaurant, a bunch of French fries or fried tostadas or whatever. Now you're adding fat-soluble free radical damage on top of all the other forms of damage. But one, one more thing, Tao. Um, a benefit of eating more fruit. And, you know, in our food science lab, we've seen this again and again, that Fruit fiber, which can include pectins, but five, you know, insoluble fruit fiber is separate from pectins. But fruit fiber, it mops up almost every dietary toxin, including yes. dioxins, including heavy metals, including pesticides. And a lot of people don't know this, but if you take a look at a strawberry, the strawberry, all the seeds are on the outside. And since the seeds are on the outside, Every seed has to have a lifeline to the center of the strawberry. That is a piece of fiber that is so strong that it will not be digested by nitric acid. I know this because strawberry fibers clog up our nebulizers in the mass spec instruments, even <laughs> after they go through nitric acid. So if you eat one strawberry, you have like 200 little mops that are mopping up toxins in your system and, and pushing it out through bowel movements. And people forget about that. Sometimes well, the answers are simple. One of the best, uh, you're 100% correct, and one of the best fibers um, that I learned about um, yeah, during the pandemic, right at the beginning, because um, a buddy, buddy of mine said, you know, um, this thing, uh, what I'm hearing about it is it's affecting people's breathing. And he said, I was a, a, a bad asthmatic, and what helped me is quercetin. And quercetin's a fiber. Um, uh, quercetin comes from the lotus flower, you know, um, and, and, and it, you know, it's, it's incredible to think about that part of the misinformation, part of the tools that are used us against us is, um, they want you, you know, to sort of look at the food pyramid and they'll tell you, oh, eat more fruits and veggies, but it's not necessarily, um, quantity it's quality. And it's also what do you want out of it? Right. For example, like I found that I'm much healthier without a lot of fruits and veggies. I'm, I, I did um, an experiment on myself by mistake. I became vegan for many years and it almost killed me because I'm actually built um, to be my own, my own biology. And I can't speak for others because everyone's different. I'm pretty much an obligate carnivore. I eat and sleep and live like a lion. And so I get super tired during the day 
at 3 a.m. <laughs> I, you know, I'm plowing through work just like a lion would be on the hunt. But when it comes midday or it comes like a hot day, you know, a lion can stand next to a gazelle, uh, uh, you know, somewhere a buck. Um, and, 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 and it's not gonna, it's not even going to go and chase it because it's just too hot out and it, and it's metabolic, uh, met- metabolic energy is offered during those circadian rhythms. I think the key, the key here and another strategy for living through this and thriving in the chaos that they're creating for us, part of the chaos is really interesting. They're creating chaos through order, not the other way around. Let me repeat that. Normally you can create chaos by creating disorder. They're creating chaos through order. They are cre- they're stripping away diversity. Even though they say they're diversity training, they're homogenizing everything. SARS-CoV-2 as a spike protein eliminates gut biome diversity and leaves you with less, not more. The uh, training in organizations leaves people with less differences. The agendas that they're pushing out, lockstep, is all about templating and about creating order. So one of the things that I want to remind people is uh, it is very important uh, to not compare yourself to anyone else because you're completely an individual and everybody needs to find their own systems that work for them and build and build systems around that. So for example, you know, the traditional food pyramid for me, it was really bad and created a lot of fatigue in my life. I'm much better off with lean proteins uh, than I am with any any form of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates literally uh, cause what, what a, a, a symptom that's very similar to COVID. It's a form of insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity. There's certain people that their natural um, gut biome and the way that their biology works is when they get a sugar dump, it puts them to sleep. Right, so uh, I went off. Uh, I'll tell you one last, uh, one last sort of funny but what story. What is what is your ancestry, though? By the way, I'm curious. Um, I think my my I would say that I uh, way back before things had names. I think I think I'm pretty much Neanderthal. But then further, <laughs> further than that, I've got I've got um, uh, Eastern European um, in me in terms of Czechoslovakia, Austria, German. You know, um, places that would have been. Uh, uh, around the Neanderthal areas, I, I consider myself a person of the forbidden fruit, um, the original sort of biblical term. And an interesting thing, uh, seeming I gave, <laughs> seeming I know some, some of the people already be uh, annoyed with some of my biblical references. I looked at the word Adam and Eve, for example, and I found it um, pretty interesting that the word Adam means um, under. Um, uh, uh, the Aramaic and the Hebrew, when you say Adama, you're saying under the ground. And then the word Eve comes from a, a root word to mean to live or breathe. So I don't think Adam and Eve, in our sense of Adam and Eve being people, I look at it as Adam and Eve was a descriptor of cave people, people that lived under the ground, which would, would, would ultimately be defining Neanderthals. And he has a crazy part about the story of how I even got into some of the biological differences in Denisovians, Neanderthals, and what we call modern-day humans, is that I only started studying it during the pandemic because this bioweapon is built to eliminate the original religious people. It's a religious war that eliminates people of God. Well, that's fascinating. Um, But uh, Okay, so many questions. But first of all, let me ask you a really kind of of out-of-the-way question on that. Uh, Is it possible that some of the technology for this bioweapon came from extraterrestrial sources? 
out of my out of my realm of of knowledge um but here's the, here's what the pandemic has done for me i think that i was a stuck person and that even though i thought i had an open mind i was still rigid around stuff that other people were comfortable knowing about or talking about and i would have said well that's not true now if somebody wants to challenge somebody and say there's no things no such thing as viruses or if we if i was talking about space earlier and there's people that say well we never we never went to space i actually am in a position right now where i can where i can find certainty in that i leave room for all possibility because we just don't know yeah. and so if somebody is comfortable saying oh this is actually extraterrestrial stuff you know I, there's a part to me that goes well that's fascinating tell me more i want to learn about that that sounds interesting and then there's also parts to it that I can chew on a little bit in my own rational mind um, uh, in, in, in terms of a, you know, a comfort level. I'll tell you an interesting thing that is extraterrestrial. For example, um, the spike protein of this bioweapon knocks out vitamin B3, niacin. It knocks it out of your cells because it's a magnet, right? We talked about how this thing is so positively charged. And so niacin in the human body is uh, a form of carbon the closest match would be uh, um, uh, um, uh, what people talk about, uh, graphene oxide. Um, niacin is like graphene oxide. It's a carbon that's magnetic. And so when you bring this other magnet near it, you can knock out niacin out of the human body. So a crazy thing about the extraterrestrial um, uh, information on niacin is that there's theory out there that says that all bi vitamin B3, all niacin on this planet arrived here because a meteorite hit the hit Earth at some stage, and without that meteorite that brought that rock, this planet would not have one of the one of the fundamentals that allows for the primordial soup of life to become supercharged and to create life. And so that well, is an example where something <laughs> dropped on the planet, a meteorite from outer space, as part of the secret recipe that brought us to this point where we're talking to each other through computer screens. Okay, hold on, because that's uh, let, let me let me bring up the molecule. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that niacin is simply it's synthesized by a lot of plants. Yeah, I mean here it is. Uh, it's uh, nitrogen and uh, hydrogen and oxygen with some double bonds here. Um, but it has it it it's 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 got a it's a um it's a it's got a weird um, carbon. Um, a, a, a carbon texture that has a coating on it, sort of like um, it allows um, it allows things to either repel from it or to uh, to anchor down on it. There's a, it's a it's an organo something. Um, well, I don't remember the word. Yeah, I can't see the polarity of it from this uh, from this screen. So I yeah I don't know about the charges okay. on this from just from looking at this. But yeah, I mean uh, there's all the carbon bonds. But in terms of elements, there's nothing you know crazy exotic in it. But Okay, so, but I mean, to to the bigger question here, what I'm saying is, I, I mean, I completely agree with you. I'm willing to hear out someone's explanation on lots of things, and then and then consider it. And uh, because because the world that I am looking at now is so much more bizarre than what I thought it was a few years ago, and you know. The, the, the death cult that now rages on our planet is, is a very real thing. That's obvious. So I'm, I'm, I'm more open-minded than before. 
when people talk about uh, sort of the extraterrestrial side of this, or um, when we think about the threat of um, of of AI or transhumanism, um, I want to tell people that one, we already we already in the in the in the age of transhumanism in the fact that we we literally have to be very conscious to separate ourselves out from technology and have. I mean, we will we'll feel uh, almost a sense of. Um, uh, of anxiety, um, uh, a, a sense of um, something's missing now. The minute, like you could be walking somewhere, and if you like, if you realize you forgot your phone, you know this 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 object that now lives with you, this machine, <laughs> right? right? I mean, th- that we're so integrated now. We're so integrated into the technology that that it's it's more startling to not have it than to have it, right? Where it used to be, oh, I need to remember to take my phone with me or, you know, um, any form of technology. The, uh, uh, it's similar to um, people that live next to a train tracks. And then if the train stops doing that route, um, they start waking up at the time <laughs> where the train used to go by, right? Uh-huh. It can get so integrated. You can become so normalized through these processes. And the other version of this that is a, a very sinister and quite painful for me to think about, I recently was watching uh, on, um, on what people will call Wokeflix, Netflix. Um, I was watching the series Chimp Empire. And I'm really, there's, a, there's part to me that I think that um, if, if I had more time, um, I think I would be really depressed um, during much more depressed uh, in terms of uh, 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 the pain that this pandemic has brought me. If I had the time to think about that for the last three years, humanity has been stripped of some of the best things of what it is to be human, holding somebody's hand while they're dying, caring about animals. You know, during the pandemic, people went and got rescued pets because they knew they were going to be at home. But you don't hear the stories of all those pets that were brought back, um, you know, that the, that the shelters filled up again. You don't hear about the fact that um, people were told they couldn't go to the beach and people stopped hiking. And um, we're, we're living in such a weird time right now where I think that people are so stressed out and so uh, uh, zombified um, that there seems to be less and less interest in conservation. I mean, species are getting wiped out every day. You can go, I can take myself, uh, you know, go, go out with the pups and go out with my wife and, 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 uh, and Jasper now. We, we can go on a hike somewhere. You don't even see any animals anymore. I mean, we are getting so stripped down um, of these things that that are um, such beautiful parts of our planet that that is a form of transhumanism. That, yeah, but the, but well, I, I agree with you, and I, I'm seeing that too. The animals from when I was a kid, you know, we had way more birds and animals and locusts and frogs and everything compared to what what I see now. And I, I actually live in a very pristine place compared to most, but. I mean, from the extraterrestrial point of view, wouldn't this be the perfect plan for a non-human race to say, hey, look at this beautiful water planet, Earth, you know, everything's right, you know, it's the right distance from the sun, all this, it's got, you know, liquid water, for God's sake, right, which is pretty rare in the, in the cosmos, and, you know, wouldn't a, an extraterrestrial race say, hey, let's just, you know, let's just annihilate the humans save this planet from humanity and then we can occupy it and guess what just download this spike protein to fauci's laptop you know and it's like the rest is just cause and effect i mean it's certainly a great plot i would <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say two things around it that, that i uh, so quite egotistical from my my standpoint one of which is that um i think about it that 
the pain and suffering that I've seen in my lifetime, things like living through apartheid and seeing, you know, what, what true racism really looks like. I mean, I tell people stories that they can't believe like that, that I lived in a modern era in a modern developed country with extreme amounts of wealth. Um, in, you know, and, and just literally a few decades ago, I was a kid of the seventies the and in the eighties got very volatile, but you know, some of the, some of my memories around that time period really shaped me as an adult. Like for example, in South Africa, growing up, if a person of color was working on your property and you wanted to give them, you know, lemonade or an iced tea or something, you wouldn't give them that drink out of a glass that you would drink from. Like you would give them, you would give them a, a, a mug, you would give them a, a metallic mug, like 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 uh, like you would give a soldier on his backpack. And if you wanted to give them food, a sandwich, you would give it like in a dog's bowl, right? And so I've seen, I've seen such depravity on this planet that shaped me. I've, you know, uh, uh, I worked in rural clinics uh, in Africa at 15 years old from taken out of a, a wealthy area, a privileged environment. I went to go work in rural clinics. One of the first things I, I, I did, I would never do it again. In fact, I think it might even been on your interview when I said I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'd never do it now that I know what I knew. I vaccinated babies. But the real story for me that, that one of the moments that I took from that rural clinic is that at 15 years old, a guy sat down at the table uh, where the med students were working. And I was this, you know, Doogie Hauser kind of guy that wanted to be a medical doctor. And I'm sitting there at this clinic and the guy is explaining to them that he hasn't, you know, he hasn't defecated in a week. And I'm thinking, well, this is easy. I've worked in the pharmacy in the clinic before. I know we've got stool softener and stuff for constipation. And then one of the medical students who knows how poor this community is, they asked this very old guy. And I'm talking about like this guy was probably like 85, 90 years old. They said, when last did you eat? Huh. And, he hadn't, huh. and he hadn't eaten in a week or even longer. And the reason that he was there was to get a medical diagnosis so that the pharmacy could then give him baby formula. And then it clicked in my head. I'd never, wow. I'd never wondered before why senior citizens were lining up at our pharmacy and leaving with baby formula. I thought, you know, grand, grandmother's coming to get baby formula for a baby. I've seen starvation. You know, when, when you hear somebody say they're starving in America, when you know that somebody's begging for a, a Big Mac, you know, a couple of dollars worth, if you haven't been to places like Africa and seen starving children with their exploding kwashiorkor bellies, and they're spindly little arms and legs, and they've got days to live. Then you hear someone complain that they don't have food. So the depravity that I'm seeing on this planet, I've got to tell you that I've got a different theory on, on extraterrestrials. If anything, we're the garbage they threw out. Oh, right? oh wow. We're, we're, wow. We're, we're, we're literally a planet. We could have been a, a planet of awful creatures that we could have been, like Australia started off as a penal colony and is now back to being... A, a penal colony. I mean, I don't think people realize that, that everything in life is just a circle. Australia now is one yeah, of the world's biggest prison prisons. Camp. Right? Yeah. And so it started out of that, and now that's what it is again. I think, if anything, the, the, the human beings have the capacity to be the most loving creatures, but we also have the capacity to be so psychopathic that potentially we started out as a colony, <laughs> uh, uh, dropped off here, of human beings that were ruining it somewhere else. I mean, think about people that litter, right? You, know, you see people that smoke, for example. This is something I noticed also when I was much younger. People that are prepared to inflict their body with pollutants often are the same people that will just throw down that cigarette. I mean, think about how depraved you have to be 
to ruin the environment that you live on, that you thrive on, that you couldn't care about. And lastly, uh, uh, yeah, but well, wait, but I mean, every time I hear somebody speak from the Biden administration, I do think, yeah, they are they could have been rejected from another planet. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, the luggage thieves, the the energy department lady who thinks that the whole military should run on batteries. And it's like these are dumber than animals on most planets. They're, they're, they're probably like swamp rats on Venus that are smarter than Biden administration officials. And that's, I'm not I, even joking. I, I, I'm not joking either. I think I think that um, this brings me to the other point I was making from the the sort of ego, uh, egotistical point of view. Um, on that website that you showed earlier, I decided today um, to put a link um, to my wife's campaign because my we, my wife and I have a lawsuit um, that we basically um, uh, we, we try to sue. The case just got dismissed, and we have to refile in another jurisdiction. But after 13 years. Uh, working for this massive uh, dance organization. Um, she got fired. She had a medical exemption. She was breastfeeding at the time. And after 13 years, when this vaccine first came out uh, and she wasn't willing to take it, um, they said, well, you know what? You can have three months with no pay, uh, with unpaid leave and no benefits. And then they said, or there's the door. And I was listening in from the other room. And, um, you know, I don't think the HR person knew that I teach workplace violence and I teach ADA and I teach uh, anti-harassment. And I said, look, you've just crossed the line over here. First of all, uh, you can't be quoting what the CDC says when, you, when somebody has a medical exemption. It's, you're not, you don't get to play doctor. And I also said the other thing is that, um, you, that you are telling her that if she goes and violates her own medical exemption, then there should, there'll be work for her. And I said, well, there's a name for that. It's called coercion. And so anyway, they fired her for harassing that HR person. They said that was harassment. That she said <laughs> that, that she wasn't going to take the thing. But here's the, the thing about it, Mike. The, the weird thing that I found through that cam- the campaign and through our lawsuit is that um, I don't have time to think about extraterrestrials that may or may not come in, you know, retaking the planet or interested in our water or this might be a plot from another planet. I'm, I'm more astounded as somebody that trained as a psychologist what is it about people that walk amongst us that Good in point. a heartbeat could just become so callous? Half of our wedding were these people that she was colleagues with. You know how people talk about a big organization and say, like, we're family, right? Yeah. In a heartbeat, they said to a, a woman who was breastfeeding that was still on maternity leave, there's the door. We don't care about you. If you don't sign up like the rest of us, if you don't stick this poison in our arm, you're dead to us. We don't care what happens to you. We don't no. care that you can't get a reference. So when it comes to extraterrestrials, if, if they came down tomorrow, like in, in Independence Day, I, but you're talking to a guy that uh, wanted to make a, a point as we circle, uh, circle around to. No, to, uh, I just threw that out as a what if question. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great question. Yeah. I mean, question. we need to consider all possibilities, but. You're right. The the real aliens live inside people, <laughs> which is actually aliens too with Sigourney Weaver. Um, so they, well, they've done that movie, and it, it it turned out bad for the humans. Well, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, and parasites. I mean, um, yeah. we you know we 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 like to scale things up to make it dramatic, but. 
um, one thing that people don't realize is that we are ultimately controlled by a bacteria and our parasites. And so, uh, for example, there are, there are certain viruses uh, and certain parasites that will absolutely uh, 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 change, change behavior. Um, like you can, you, can, you can make mice, you can make mice attracted to a cat, sexually attracted to a cat. Um, and, and, and that, and that can, that can happen with, a, 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 a in reverse, uh, where you can make a cat through parasites, you can make it lazy that it doesn't chase mice anymore. Like you can nudge, you can nudge animals. And this is a form of bio warfare of learning how to use these molecules in a way that you can nudge somebody, you can make somebody extremely aggressive. Now, here's something that, that we, that we barely touched on, but is a very interesting um, and, and a hot topic at the moment is transgender extremism. Now, there is a direct relationship between increased testosterone in both genders as it relates to violence. So these people that are pushing hormone therapy that changes estrogen and, and, and testosterone are playing, they literally playing with fire because you have a high percentage, especially in males, that if the testosterone goes up, you're going to create the ultimate form of toxic masculinity. You're going to create somebody who's violent. All forms of testosterone in the human body lead to higher aggression and higher violence. Well, so that, that's not a coincidence that we're seeing it. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think when they take a biological woman and they pump her up with testosterone because she wants to be a man, which I think is the, the, the case with the Nashville shooter, you know, I mean, think about it, Tal, like, like you and I have lived our lives, obviously, as men, and we have learned how to deal with what testosterone feels like and what, you know, how to not just act out on uh, aggression all the time. I mean, men play sports and they have other ways to to blow off steam and so on. But a woman who's introduced to that influence for the first time might think, oh, my God, I'm going crazy, right? Because it's like you're feeling all this testosterone uh, affecting you and you don't know what to do with it because you've never had it before. That would be almost alien to a woman, it seems. Absolutely. And to both. I mean, all genders and everything in between. I mean, people people know and that there's a link to psychotropic medicines as it relates to mass killings. The, the thing I always tell people is that the reason that a lot of those people are on meds is they had problems in the first place. Um, and that's why they were on meds. It's not necessarily that the meds, although that the meds can trigger suicide and homicide, it's not necessarily uh, the case that that they, that that was the first time that they had a, a violent um, predisposition. Of course, it can make it worse, and I won't go into details here. But the the energy cycles of it is that once you're putting um, 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 chemicals in your body that create neuro excitability, you can energize problem solving. So just like a, a stimulant will help somebody to complete a task, you have to ask yourself, what is the task, right? So in Adam Lanza's case, for example, who killed kids at Sandy's Hook. That's a task of I'm going to go and complete this job of killing children. You don't want that person completing that task. So that's where medication like that becomes very dangerous to ask, what is this person going to do with this higher performance that this drug is going to give them? A clinically depressed person, the most dangerous gap for them is that as their serotonin levels start increasing, um, they run the risk of suicide because they have the energy to go through with it. Whereas when they're clinically depressed, they can't even brush their teeth, never mind hang themselves. And so wow. the, the neuroexcitability issue. But then 
people think that that neuro that chemicals that neuro uh, uh, um, medicines that affect your neuroexcitability can be dangerous. Um, hormones, hormones are far more powerful at yes. shaping behavior. So, for example, the one of the extreme forms um, um, of of hormone changes are, is in during war, um, which um, if 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 soldiers are in war and it starts creating this survivability, the, the adrenaline is pumping. They're, they, they've got much uh, less uh, sleep uh, cycles. So they're not, um, people don't know that you actually clear uh, neuro, uh, neurotoxins. The only time you're clearing neurotoxins is during sleep. Um, and in fact, every time you blink, like you just blinked, you're clearing a neurotoxin, which is why neurotoxins are so problematic with gamers because they stop blinking. There's less, <laughs> less frequent blinking wow. in, in high-level video gamers, and they're actually accumulating toxins, and then they get insomnia, which leads to even more uh, 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 toxins. Uh, the best person on this subject is actually uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman uh, introduced me to the topic of circadian rhythms and how important it is if somebody has PTSD to get blackout curtains and make sure that they, they're on top of the insomnia um, because ultimately the chemicals that have gone through their body from a big adrenaline dump um, can really lead to some high levels of toxicity. And, and we saw mm -hmm. this during the pandemic that one of the most powerful um, uh, hormones in the body that's needed for the immune system is vitamin D. So when you crash vitamin D, you also change not only the immune system, but you change human behavior. Um, if you crash someone's vitamin D, you can cause depression because vitamin D is related to hibernation cycles. And so when you crash vitamin D, you actually, pre, um, uh, 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 it is a form of zombification because you're telling that person to go to sleep for a couple of months in a cave, right? Wow. And so, wow. so when, right. You, when you wake that person up, it's like poking the bear. You don't, you don't want to wake up a hibernating bear. Well, Tao, we've, uh, we've covered a lot of fascinating subjects here. I mean, aliens and zombies and hormones <laughs> and who, who knows what else and mass killers. Um, it is a bizarre world, and I, I always enjoy speaking with you to just explore the reality around us and, and try to try to understand, try to model what we think is happening with people. And I think you bring a lot of clarity. But we are just about out of time for today, so give us your final thoughts, your wrap up, your takeaway from this today. Okay, so right at the beginning of this, the very last thing I did for a big law enforcement community um, was a training for a group called Alert, and um, they are the national standard in active attacker type training. And uh, and what I did during that presentation is I actually encouraged, um, at the beginning of this pandemic, I encouraged us to be human. Um, but I often ask myself, was that the right message? Because that can often seem like I was encouraging people to be too tolerant, to be too kind. To be human also means don't be tolerant. Um, I want to encourage people that there is a space right now where there's an absolute need for righteous indignation. And that doesn't have to be violent, but put your foot down to a lot of things that are occurring in your world and just simply say no. So it's, uh, it is, my final thought is we can get through this. We have to be kind. We have to be kind to the world. But we also have to learn more and more during this time. We've reached threshold. We have to let these people know that we've reached threshold. Threshold, And we need to use one of the shortest words uh, in the English language, which is the word no. <laughs> well said. Well said. I'm, I'm really glad you're saying that because uh, unlimited tolerance of everything is insanity. If you tolerate everything, you will be destroyed and your society will, will be destroyed as well. 
you know, like, why would you want to tolerate, you know, pedophilia and child mutilations? But that's what's called for. So, look, yep. th- this has been fascinating. Let me give out your website one more time. Dr. Taubraun.com, D-R-T-A-U-B-R-A-U-N.com. And check out the, we didn't even get a chance to talk about copperine and anacardio, uh, biochem engineering. All of these available at drtaubraun.com. And uh, Tao, I mean, this, this has been fascinating. We'll have to have you back. We'll continue the discussion. And I'm sure we won't run out of interesting things to talk about, given what's happening. I want to say what a lot of audience members say about you, but may not get the opportunity of talking to you directly unless they see you somewhere. Mike, we love you. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, look, I appreciate that. I, I'm just trying to be part of the human, you know, team humanity solution here as well. That's all. Uh, I mean, the world is going crazy around us all. Things are falling apart around us and, and people's psychology is falling apart. People's mental health is falling apart. And we just want to like not be steamrolled by this destruction. We want you, to sir, are one of, you, sir, are one of the finest examples of what it is to be human. So thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Okay. The new nickname coming up uh, instead of Health Ranger, Human Ranger. How about <laughs> that? It. 100% human. <laughs> 0% additives. How about that? Okay. <laughs> 100% organic human. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, duty-free, pesticide-free, uh, whatever, spike protein-free. Okay, uh, it's been a lot of fun, Tao, and we'll, we'll talk again. And thank you for taking the time to join me today. Thank you, Mike. All right, thank you. And for those of you watching, we appreciate you. I hope you learned some interesting things and I hope your mind got a little bit expanded today. Uh, if not, just watch this again and you might have missed some stuff. Uh, we covered a lot. So uh, feel free to repost this on other channels and platforms. I'm Mike Adams here, brighteon.com. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Today's interview is brought to you by healthrangerstore.com and check out our silver mouthwash products. I've got a couple of them on my desk here. This is my favorite one, the citrus flavored colloidal silver mouthwash that's on the edges there. It's incredibly delicious. And then uh, in the middle there is the bugs away spray because, well, you know, it's springtime, a lot of bugs, and uh, I can't even go walking outside without mosquitoes attacking me in Texas. So I use the bugs away spray all the time. Completely non-toxic, of course, no DEET, nothing like that. And with the mouthwash, let me show you on our website, we have a lot of different colloidal silver mouthwashes. We have different flavors. We have a cinnamon, and then we have uh, this with iodine and zinc, different size packages. Again, the citrus is my favorite flavor, but there are other flavors to choose from. Uh, This one's just uh, plain flavor. This is colloidal silver with cinnamon. This is rosemary and sage and so on. So uh, check all that out at healthrangerstore.com and you'll find that we don't use any toxic ingredients, no synthetic garbage. It's all lab tested. It's all holistic. It's all natural health oriented. And we appreciate your support. Healthrangerstore.com. A global reset is coming. And that's why I've recorded a new nine hour audiobook. It's called The Global Reset Survival Guide. You can download it for free by subscribing to the naturalnews.com email newsletter, which is also free. I'll describe how the monetary system fails. I also cover emergency medicine and first aid and what to buy to help you avoid infections. So download this guide. It's free. It's my gift to you simply because I want like-minded people to survive. 
So welcome to the, uh, well, it's a little over a second hour of the uh, Radio 5G. I'm Nancy Hopkins. The date is the 24th of May, 2023. And with me, of course, is Mark Joseph. So I'm going to just turn this over to Mark and um, let him start out because, uh, well, because it's Mark and he... (laughs) He knows a lot of things. So go ahead, Mark. What do you think about, I mean, right, let me just tell you that um, when I when I found this, I was working to get it for other voices. But when when I read, when I heard it, I said, oh, I should save this for Mark because it really was kind of impressive in the things that they touched on. So why don't you just go for it? Because as soon as you saw it, you had the same feeling. You wanted to talk about it. Yeah, so this was recorded uh, May 8th and uh, put in public by um, the Mike Adams podcast and his Bright Town channel. Uh, I've heard of Dr. Talbron before. Um, I think it was last year with Dr. Artis and his podcast. And like, who is this guy? So he does have a Twitter if people want to um, add him on. It's twitter.com forward slash Dr. Talbron. Uh, Tows with the U, of course. Same thing with the Braun. Uh, I just found, I mean, I didn't even know he was on Twitter, or I forgot. And then he does update pretty regularly. And this is important because um, he has a good friend named Dr. Rashid Buttar, who ran the Advanced Medicine Conference like in the summer uh, 2021. Uh, I don't know if he did one in 2020, but this is just making the uh, <clears throat> uh, decentralized health news big time this uh, over the weekend um, that he passed away uh, having been poisoned. So I think this was initially announced by um, Dr. McCullough's, I think they're still together, wife, um, Aaron at Health Nut News. And so in his last interview, he admitted he was poisoned and then he passed away, like, quote unquote, died suddenly, right? And um, so this is what we've been talking about, me and Nancy, I don't know how many months, right, of what Catherine Fitz calls the great poisoning. So who better than um, Dr. Braun, who is a U.S. national counterterrorism advisor and trainer from South Africa to deconstruct, I don't like the word unpack, deconstruct and break down, you know, this whole thing. And then it's it's. All that and more, right? Multidimensional, um, in, <clears throat> invisible war, invisible enemies, all that stuff. Like to 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 whatever degree. So, I mean, he packed a lot of stuff here. Um, I don't know. A recent thorn in my side is, is somebody claiming uh, <clears throat> Mike Adams is Mossad. Um, I mean, I don't care whether he is or not. To me, it goes back to what uh, what Braun was saying is usefulness, is what is shared useful. Now, I know one of the people that interviewed, that Adam's interview called him the death ranger because of a lot of the fear he was, you know, the news that's put out there. But there is an other side to it, which is decentralization and things that are solution-oriented. So in as much as I get that, there's a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, negativity, fear-mongering, um, in these, these news updates, a lot of people share, you know, in fours is another one. And that, okay, we really need more solutions and, and, and higher consciousness stuff, right? 
um, but also to not fall into toxic positivity. So there's got to be that balance, and it's up to each person. And you're not going to agree with the person 100% anyway. So that's what I like about Dr. Braun with, is he has an empty cup and open-mindedness, right? <clears throat> um, and I like in, in, um, in the beginning of the interview, he was talking about that the world needs big-picture thinkers. So <clears throat> that's why we have you know, Nancy has her radio station, which is so critical. And people that are Tesla-like, you know, Walt, Derek, and, you know, you're not going to agree 100% with anybody on anything, right? So what is useful to you individually? Dr. Cruz calls it N equals 1. And then for me, it's like uh, your mileage may vary. So um, each person has to customize. Um, it, it's like this – I know I'm kind of jumping around, but at around the th – this is based on his podcast, so I think it was the hour and – 45 minutes <clears throat> to Adam's podcast, you know, to timestamp it, um, that Braun is healthier without fruits and vegetables because he tried veganism and made him really sick. So he's doing the carnivore approach, and he did try the food pyramid thing, and it, it, he started feeling really bad with fatigue, and, and then his focus is on lean proteins and not carbs. So I'm looking more and more into the, the carnivore lifestyle, right? And what do we see going into 5D, into the higher consciousness thing? We're going back to the earth, to Gaia, to our ancestors, genetic memory. So this is just part of it. Now, <clears throat> I'm, I'm integrating myself into there slowly, like, because I have an issue with dairy, so I got I to still customize. But um, I, I'd like to uh, recommend people check out, there's three doctors that are still on YouTube for now. Dr. Sean Baker. Ken Berry and um, Anthony Chafee, and amazing well-structured transformational stories. People who've been on Carnivore for there's a lady who's 60 years. Dr. Chafee interviewed. <clears throat> she looks like she's 50. It's it's crazy. So uh, hopefully in the Shanghai show we can bring in a couple of these people and bridge the material to the uh, uh, what do you call it? The ether, right? Um, Walking between worlds because that's one of the um, secret histories of the species here on the planet, or the, or one of, is being multidimensional, standing in different circles at the same time. So, and and Dr. Braun continues to impress. I'm like, you know, when I sent this to Nancy so many weeks ago, it's like, oh, this is my number one pick to use, and there is just countless highlights, right? So. The, one of the bigger things for me is lectin. This is around the uh, 134-minute <clears throat> mark. Um, so in the Diamond and Suck interview that uh, Dr. Braun did recently, you can find it on Rumble if you do most recent searches under his name, he called lectins plant venom. Now, where do we find lectins naturally? Tomatoes, nightshades, and I, I really like salsa a lot, right? Helps to clear my throat. You know, you're on the radio, whatever. I'm helping Nancy. Uh, but I, I really have to balance it out. And so I like that he was detailing lectin being being uh, used as a weapon. But then you can take pectin, which is like the orange peels, right? Or you take it as a supplement to counteract that. So whatever man-made, nature can reverse. Um, <clears throat> 
And the shocking thing, too, was in this further detailing, now we're in 38 minutes, lectin causes micro, micro, micro clots. So, yeah, it's something for each person to, you know, calibrate for themselves individually. So, um, Nancy, I don't know if uh, that's enough of a starter, starter pack for you. Yeah, he, he, um, well, yeah, he get he, he the open mindedness, the well rounded thing. I mean, it's like, and and you're starting to see it. I, well, like I want to say that Mike Adams bothered me when I first started listening to him, and that was years ago. Of his negativity, his fear, you know, he he was. I think he was scared to death. <laughs> to be honest, it seemed like every time I turned around, he had some other death thing going. But um, now he he admitted in this particular uh, sh show that he himself had thought he knew what was real, and now is you know his whole reality is turned around, and you get to a point where it's so bad that it doesn't look like there's any way out of it. And yet, as he's talked to other people and done his own research and he's got his own labs to do a lot of the stuff that he talks about to test it out and stuff he's actually gotten more positive to me mark you know he's 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 more open to tell me the story i'm not going to get all afraid here now tell me what what we can do about it it's a, a shift in the way that he's looking at things because when he was a lone vo voice out there screaming about nutrition, because that was primarily a lot that he was focused on, um, yeah, he was afraid. But when you look at the world and it's all caving in around you, you you got to look beyond what's caving around you and say, well, why is it caving around and what do I do about getting through this? What's really happening? And, of course, we're having upgrades in our awareness it's the education thing you know this is not new to me i'm 75 years old this isn't new to me you know i was one of the lone voices way out there you know back in the when i, when I was you know i wasn't even out of my teens before i got like oh my god there's something terribly wrong here <laughs> you know but as we progress through this nightmare scenario where you're not even sure who the enemies are, and maybe it's multiple enemies, and are they trying to race us all so that they can take over the world? You know, the E.T. segment that they got into, I, I don't think that Mike would have quite gotten into the E.T. thing, you know, a few years ago. So, um, there, everybody is evolving, and we're evolving to a point where there's less fear the more if there's so if if you're going to worry about dying and the planet getting gone you're going to get locked into it and you're not going to see that oh it was like um the doctor talking in terms of his 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 19 month old kid and teaching him that well okay you dropped it you can't reach it but you can make something to reach it you know that that education thing there and it's like you're alluding to it's like, okay, this lectin thing seems to be, you got too much of it in your body. Well, nature's got the pectin. Well, what have we been doing with the pectin? You've been getting it off. I mean, the one, the statement that one guy rubbed all of it, make sure his oranges didn't have anything on it. When I was a kid, 
I'd virtually throw the orange away and eat the, the, the skin. You know, mostly just scra- scraping out the, the pectin with my, with my teeth. But I had a, a natural desire for that. You know, and, and, and that's the thing is that every human being is different. We're different frequencies. We're di- we, we, we eat different things because that's the way our bodies are set up. Um, I, I could not possibly live on a vegetable diet, vegetables and fruits. But I can add it to my diet. You know, it's, it's like every, you need a little bit of everything to be able to, to survive. And another thing that they, they mentioned is that they said you don't have to, it's not, it's not the quantity, it's the quality of it. So if, you, if you're looking at life like that, you, you, what happens? It's the same thing that happened with that conversation. It's like we got to do our own farming. You know, you've got to be able to to go back to the basics. So before you can change anything, you really you can change it one piece at a time, or you can let it all crash around you. While it's crashing, find the ways that you can rebuild rebuild a new reality don't worry about saving the old one that one is screwed to the hilt in every way you look but it's not not a bad thing because it was so awful for so long and now people are waking up you're seeing that it's crashing around you it's crashing faster because the people that want it to crash are the beings that want it to crash they're seeing you wake up and they've got to crash the whole thing and get you under control before you take control because they know why are they out to kill all these human beings you know what is it about it because we're dangerous because human being by nature is not somebody that is wants to be controlled they want to be go through life in in a communal way the the control thing is some kind of a farcical thing that was put on people yes you had chiefs in the tribes but those chiefs were chiefs because of what they knew not because of what kind of control they had over people so nothing that's happening around us is in its ultimate worth is bad it's got to be done it's just if we go through it with an open mind and say oh you just did that well let's get the pectin out <laughs> you know uh we're gonna be okay and so the farther we get into this even people who were, were really really fearful and and you know like mike there seem to be getting a a different attitude mark do you find that in the people you're hearing is that the fear is kind of, I don't see the fear as, as being as um, powerful as it was. It's like people are finding the alternatives. They're beginning to see it for what it is. You got to take down the old before you can build up the new. Make sense? Yeah. Um, I'm in various, like, uh, let's say mental technology groups, forums, and so they have their little. Uh, what do you call it? Signature sayings like "evolve or die, sink or swim." Um, 
and and that's what it's about. And you have so many highlights in this thing. And I know we don't have much time to comment. Um, like especially like um, you know, we're going into a new season, and and um, I was wanting to, to to briefly go over my qualifications and yours, where you're, you know, uh, um, energy and uh, um, energy warfare. Uh, back in the 70s, was talking about 5G back then. And then for me, I'm in um, new media, future media. I've had, had my writings published internationally. I've, in, in the other um, uh, paranormal side, I've, I've led um, what do you call it, out-of-body uh, um, group tours, let's say, uh, to a lot of the power sites in the world um, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, like Inception, but go into like... Um, um, what was it? Uh, Giza. Uh, um, there's one in Paris, one of the cathedrals, like various of like the sacred architecture. So trying to merge different worlds and um, coalescing it to how can we smoothen the transition to where we're going, where it seems like we don't have a vocabulary for it, but in a way we do because there have been previous civilizations that have gone through apocalypses revealings right um and and uh let's say either um where they didn't make it or like we came back so that's still something um i'm looking further into and and um that's why i got into like joseph farrell's uh membership and the timing was interesting because he keeps referring back to a book that's going to be released in august through adventures only limited press of the plasma physics and how that goes into spirituality, but he does have a new book that just came out of uh, Giza Pyramid Revisited. So he does have a new interview up with Walter Bosley, who's former CIA, just put up like a, a day ago. It was posted in Catherine Fitz's uh, membership forum. It's like, ooh, I gotta check this out, you know. But it's to me, it's all in the practical application and getting consistent results. That's kind of the main point here. And and Braun does that amazingly. So his Twitter is pretty hot right now, especially with Dr. Buttar's passing. Um, let me read just a few recent ones. Today, uh, he put. The when, human when, did he, when, when did he pass? The eighteenth. Eighteenth. And and he oh, admitted this is being poisoned. poisoned. Oh wow. Okay. So so yeah, his yeah, words good. Um, um, so so according from according uh, Bronze, um, I'm echoing here. Bronze Twitter. Uh, the human population is being called by apex predators, aided and abetted by psychopaths. Be vigilant. And he posted some video link. Um, and so, Dr. Braun's comment on Buttar, we just lost a general in this war to protect humanity. Doc, I wish I would have had more time to get to know you, and I would have spent more time thanking you for all you have done. You will be misremembered and your life and professional contribution celebrated. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, Green Med Info recently posted, I think in their Telegram, and their site, like an uh, interview with Buttar with the Roundtable, Dr. Buttar. Um, Oh, here's a, here's a good one from the 20th. Um, Dr. Buttar had stated publicly that he believed he had been poisoned with venom. He was in ICU months ago, and he reported that his blood work showed multiple venom sequences were present. He was put on a highly publicized list by the Center, to, by the Center for Countering Digital Hate called the quote-unquote disinformation dozen. RFK Jr. is also on that list. If I found a list like this as part of a school and workplace violence assessment, I would call it a hit list. Can we expect any additional assassinations, or was this a case of exposure to venomous spike proteins through shedding? 
as he was unvaccinated from the NPR article. Both members of Congress and state attorneys general have urged Facebook and Twitter to ban the disinformation dozen. Maybe politicians should, should use uh, caution when targeting citizens. So he has a couple links there. The NPR article is from uh, 2021. And also note that um, uh, <clears throat> Braun had emailed the FBI in 2021, see third paragraph, Twitter post, um, the spike po protein can be aerosolized and deployed as a chemical weapon, would give the same symptoms and disease progression as SARS-CoV-2. Uh, so who else do we know that's talking about this back in 2021? Karen McDonald, and she's still around. Uh, check out her latest interview. She's on Telegram, uh, Facebook, and there's like four or five different names. She has groups. But yeah, this is critical stuff. So um, in addition, like um, uh, the website advancedmedicineconference.com, this was canceled. It was supposed to happen Memorial Day weekend. You look at all those people that were supposed to attend. Now, give your support to those people. Um, get their latest interviews to how you can armor layer yourself up. Obviously, God's armor being priority, connection to source and nature, right? Um, one of the more shocking things in the um, Braun interview is um, as a result of the spike protein, the nanotech too, is the um, shrapnel spread of, of mitochondria exploding by iron. And what I've been emphasizing back a few weeks ago in the Shungite show is uh, Morley Robinson. He's done a ton of interviews with Dr. Mercola also of the criticality of having copper in you daily. Now you can get that through food, eggs, beef, liver, things like that. But there's also a supplement he recommends. You could, I mean, I think Walt shared about shared this too in the Shungite show of copper is the only one that can regulate iron and also donating blood takes iron out of your blood. And what, what, it, what happened decades ago, the government put inorganic iron filings in our food and increased it exponentially. So this this is a long-term, you know, what, what's going on here. So, yeah, you... you <laughs> Nancy, I don't know, just, just, just comment here because... Um, and then, uh, real quick, but that thing about the meteor coming down at the hour 51-minute thing of niacin, it's like, he's talking about Shungite. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this this meteor coming down, um, but I, I guess continuing with that that we're already in the transhumanism age, and then this whole thing of phone separation. I mean, I experienced that too. I mean, it is a military weapon. You know, um, I, I use that thing for most things, right? For my second job and all all this stuff. So, <clears throat> um, and then. Uh, Braun was recommending supplements have become essentials, a survivab survivability pack. So you got to make your own and then get your tribe together and like, what this is what works for me, see how it works for you and calibrate. Um, for me, it's Shungite. I do Nanosoma daily and then um, the Root brand. Now their stuff is kind of expensive, but um, it did open up, you know, my dream started to get more vivid when I was using that more. Um, so Braun had also emphasized to even to his kid of MacGyvering stuff, problem solving. Um, and so, yeah, this is where we're at. And, uh, that's why I listen to your guys' show, Nancy, um, pretty regularly cosmic reality show, say what show, you know, to these different perspectives. Um, let me see what else. Oh, um, he, he was commenting that. Based on his analysis that the spike protein is 
not decades of work, but hundreds of years of work called together on how to make this poison, bring down the animal, calm it down. And this is how venom works. So, you know, he was mentioning Fort Detrick and experimenting on soldiers for decades um, using venom and drug therapies, right? So you don't necessarily need the whole idea of uh, deep underground military bases, but we know that's that's around. Like this is out in the open, and you have all of these the, these researchers um, bringing it out. And and Nancy was he was talking about the um, spike protein. Uh, maybe this would be a good topic in the other shows of of the real power is is in its size and it's a coil and and when you run current through it, it becomes magnetic, which can create clots. And then that's where the five G comes in, and when an uprising happens, you know, all they have to do is switch on the substations. And where did we see that happen? Is Australia, Cambria, like what was it, a year or two ago, using microwave weapons on, on, on people when they were all protesting together. So another person who's a good bridge between fifth generation warfare and sixth generation is Ricardo Bossi. So I try to keep up with his latest stuff too. Um, he did a recent thing a week ago with Sovereign Soul and, and, and Derek Johnson, uh, you know, there's a list of stuff to listen to and parse out <laughs> what's, like, <clears throat> useful. Um, yeah, let me send it back to you, Nancy. I think I covered. Well. <clears throat> All right, my microphone was stuck. Um, the, 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 the Shanghai connection, of course, is critical. Um, when you. Uh, just to give you an example, I put in shungite and antioxidants and about 227,000 results in a half a second. Shungite was, uh, there was a bunch of universities quite a few years ago that got together. They had all sort of been studying the shungite, but they came together to find out what was the health why was shungite so beneficial to health? And they didn't understand enterology, so they never looked at it from the standpoint of energy, but they just looked at it from a 3D standpoint. And they concluded in this, you know, pretty prestigious group of people that it was its ability to create antioxidants that was the secret to its, its uh, ability to heal. Now, of course... To me, the ability to create the antioxidants in the 3D version so you can actually count them uh, was only an indicator of what was happening in the energy fields. So we, we know that shungite has an effect on all of this crap. Um, if, if, you, if you took each one of the things that he brought up during the, this little interview... Shungite can counteract this stuff. And I'm not saying that Shungite is the key to everything. It's the, it's the master key. Because what it's doing is it's giving you an energy environment, an energy body that is then, as a plasma ball, stretching out beyond your basic fiber of, you know, the center of this mass of plasma. That's all it is. And it, once you understand that and you, you begin to work specifically just to get yourself energetically balanced. You think in terms of energy. It's amazing how much your body knows. It's amazing how much ener how much information. They, they keep referring to the fact that information is very, very important. 
the information is yours to have just by asking for it. You'll be led to what you need. And the same thing goes through, uh, you know, the supplements and, and all the other things. You can look and you can study and you can try this and you can try that. But if you listen to your own beingness, your own self, the information that's specific to you will come through. Now, when this COVID thing happened, I'm not somebody that goes out and takes a lot of supplements. But when this whole COVID thing started happening, well, it turned out that the things that they were most focused on initially, I was taking. You know, vitamin D, melatonin, uh, it was like every time I turned around, they'd say something. I'd go, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm actually taking that. And I'm not, I wasn't taking much, but it was a slice of, okay, so my body, I don't, I couldn't have told you why I was taking vitamin D. I've been taking it probably for at least 20 years. Nobody told me to take it back then. I was drawn to it. I'd go up to the vitamins and I'd, you know, just sit, stand there and scan it with my hand. And when my hand reached for something... I knew that there's something in there that I might need. So we have all the answers inside of us, but we do have to get focused on getting ourselves as the, as you're not, you're not being selfish. You're being selfish in the sense of a human being trying to get to a point where you can deal with the awfulness as a human being. You know, it's not like you, you don't want to be the only person standing at the end of this. You're trying to, to figure it out. You're trying to get some knowledge out there. What are the counteractions we can do and to spread the information? Each and every one of us should do that, but you have to start with yourself. So when you're listening to the different things that people are saying, just kind of set yourself up. You know, somebody's got to control your mind. Might, might as well be you. Set yourself up, you know. Please, I want the things that I need to keep myself in the best state I can be. But then be aware of the telltale little pieces of, of crumbs that they, t they put out there for you to, to find it. You know, pectin. Okay, let's say pectin. Okay, so all of a sudden, if you start to get an a, 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 a urge for oranges... It's probably not the orange, it's probably the pectin. But that's a marker your body is giving you to remind you, get the pectin. Go eat some oranges or get some supplement. But get, so be aware of the subtle things that you are introduced to or come into your mind at any given time. Because we have the information, we just have to believe we can access it. So don't get overwhelmed by all of the different things they're telling you to do because it's only you that matters and your body knows what it needs. I could give you a whole slew of, you know, different things that I find out, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing that. Now one of one of the things that I got all of a sudden, I don't eat yogurt. All of a sudden I've like I gotta get yogurt. I gotta get yogurt. Well, why am I okay, all right, we need some yogurt. What's in yogurt? I don't know what's in yogurt. Go get the yogurt. Okay, I'll get the yogurt. So I get I'm getting the yogurt, then we then I'm getting gotta get coconut to put in the yogurt. I gotta get coconut to put it in the yogurt. Okay, all right. So I get the coconut, I put it in the yogurt, and I, I can't get enough of it. For about two weeks it was like, Oh, I just can't get enough of this stuff. Well, then 
I started to really, you know, okay, all right. I started to balance out whatever they wanted me to get into my system was balancing me out so I could get more adjusted to what what is it that we're doing here. And I looked up coconut. And coconut is one of those things that gives you copper. And Walt's been talking about the importance of copper for a long time. But I just didn't do it. And now... I get that led down this yogurt path and find out that, oh, coconut's got copper in it, quite a bit of copper, as a matter of fact. Coconut's one of the best things you can eat. And uh, I've got coconut trees out there. <laughs> you know, I found out that, that they actually, are, you know, it takes 12 months for a coconut to grow, but that it can ripen at any given time of the year. So now I've got to start going back out there to look up to see if there's any coconuts coming down. Because it's, it's, you know, but all I'm saying to you is you've got everything you need. You just got to be aware that you have everything you need to lead you to what you need to make things better. Um, The niacin was really interesting. uh, Because the niacin is the thing associated with coming down from some meteorites that can, you know, black, black meteorite. They didn't exactly say where it landed. But again, Shungite, if you, do, if you don't follow Shungite or you, you've heard us talk about it and you haven't gotten yourself any, mysticalwares.com. Just start taking, getting a little here and a little there and start playing with it. Because Shungite is, I, I'm stunned at how much science now is involved in trying to analyze Shungite from all sorts of angles. This is going to be something that will help you on all levels. So this is, you know, I'm pushing you to go out there, spend the time, spend the money to get yourself at least, uh, get the nuggets, get the powder, get the, the silver saturated, whatever you can afford. And if you can't afford any of it, or you're not in a place where you can get it, then go to the website and look at the different products that he's got because it's all energy. And just by looking and immersing yourself in a picture, you will pick up the energies that are locked in that picture, in this case, Shungite. So get Shungite on your radar and start to, you know, follow it because it was a gift from the cosmic God, whatever that might be. But it's critical, and I'll tell you something else about Shungite, is that, yes, it landed in Karelia as a meteorite. And that area has the oldest vestiges of life. Now, I'm not saying human life. People are, oh, humans got it after. No, I'm not talking about human life. I'm talking about life. The oldest vestiges of life, the, the amoebas, the bacteria, the uh the, the 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 plants all of that came in that area this is, this is where it started next to the nectar i mean next to next to the shungite because why because shungite's got the basic building blocks of everything in the per, per, the uh, periodic chart of materials okay everything all the stuff you need to build life is there in a 1000 kilometer square 800 mile square area Get in the brand wagon. Get a little about this. This is a gift. And I just need to tell you people that 
listen to everything anybody says, but listen to it. If you get drawn to it, then follow that because it's you, your higher self, let's call it higher self, but your body telling you, no, we need to do that. that that's something I need. Okay, I'm off the bandwagon here. <laughs> and no, uh, we're pretty, pretty on with that. Um, four minutes. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so definitely check out other Talbron interviews. Um, the Diamond and Silk one was really good. A lot of good highlights of, of shedding is a real thing of where um, one of the co the hosts of that show um, had passed, didn't get the shot, but but uh, Braun suspects that it was from, from shedding. Uh, that's why the, she got a heart attack. And so Braun's uh, baby got a, a shedding hit too from being around a family member. So that was detailed in the uh, Diamond and Silk show. Um, so other highlights in the this interview here is um, that Unabomber experiment of of uh, the, of when when he was being confronted of keep keeping switching the rules so you don't win the debate. I mean, where are we seeing this now, right? With this whole left right um, um, dichotomy and dialectic, and the, and he, he had a good point of not negotiating with psychopaths. And I had a recent um, podcast I listened to with that was is if somebody is using emotion as a front and as their 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 main thing. You're arguing with a child. There's no maturity there. So, you know, you just walk away. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm going through my highlights here. So one of the last ones was of Paris, of, of Adam saying that the real aliens live inside us. And so that's a thing of being controlled by bacteria and parasites. So, of course, you know, the, the gut being the first brain and people like Richard Allen Miller saying is the primary brain. We got the three. So the gut, the heart and then the, the mind. Right. So this thing also with with uh, certain parasites of making mice sexually attracted to cats and making cats passive to mice by using parasites. So this is being a form of bio warfare and nudging animals to make someone, you know, controllable. So obviously we go back to the Fort Detrick thing and Karen Kingston already revealed that that these shots have GMO parasites in them. I mean, <laughs> so we're living in a, in, a, in a movie, you know, as they say, right? Theater, the pageantry. So. Um, you know, for me, I recommend like getting more, uh, what do you call it? Um, copper in the body, obviously food that's bioavailable. Um, and then let me see the, the other highlights. Oh, uh, people having personality changes. That was one of the highlights in the diamond and silk interview <clears throat> and people losing their humanity. And, and it, 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 part of it is all of this toxin absorption. And many people are copper, copper deficient and, and Bronson in that interview that um, people don't have enough copper, zinc and sulfur in the body. And so he does have a site. Um, I mean, he did do the drtaubron.com, but there was another one. Ah, I don't think I have it. But he detailed it in the interview. Um, he designed a copper zinc inhaler and various copper um, um, uh, supplements there. And he calls himself a copper guy now. Oh, there it is. Biochemstore.com. If you use the, the word diamond, you can get a discount. Um, and so... What was it again? Biochem? Biochemstore.com. But okay. even Walt said you could go to the local uh, supplement store and they should have copper supplements there. Yes, like and it's very, very inexpensive. Okay, um, we're actually at the end of the show because that went over quite a bit. 
Um, so I'm going to thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you, Nancy. Which we could have gone longer. I mean, you know, but we can't because of our time constraints. Yeah. Appreciate you. And I will uh, see you guys out next time when we go live. Be safe. Thank you. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.